The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must eat America back. Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, then ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. We must eat America. As liberty weeps, our forefathers spin in their graves. Pray God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take the miracle back. Lord knows they'll try to silence our voices. Pretend to be patriots, fighting for fairness for all. But they're not even fit to hold office. What they believe. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Second hour of the National Intel Report. I'm your host, John Statmiller, with you on this Tuesday, 12th day of May, 2020. Well, here's an update on. the good man, Officer Greg Anderson. <laughs> this morning, by the way, tried to call the uh, police department out there where he was employed. And uh, <laughs> uh, we had a recording. Uh, we're open from, uh, from, from 9 to 4 in the afternoon. They were, uh, the police number, what, they weren't even answering at the cop shop. So I thought, okay. Well, let me try the fire station. Same thing. Let me try the fire substation. Same thing. It's almost like they locked it down. Now, I'm going to play you something here. This is what you get, and there's a number to call. And they set this up because, well, you could imagine... uh, Let me... Undo my phone here. There we go. So you can imagine the number of calls that they're getting because this video that Anderson did on May 5th has gotten millions of views. So they gave out a number that you can call, and this is what follows. number you have reached is for the purpose of allowing citizens to share their concerns in regard to Officer Greg Anderson being on a paid administrative leave. At this stage, Officer Anderson is still a member of the police department. However, an active investigation is currently underway looking into some of his actions this month. More information will be available upon completion of the investigation. If you would like to comment about Officer Anderson and or our investigation into his actions, please leave a message. 
share your concerns. So... Okay, yeah, okay, shut up. All right, so leave a message, and that might make up our mind as to what to administratively do to Mr. Anderson. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you what's going on with Anderson. (laughs) This guy. I called Richie Mack before the uh, program today, and I said, Richard, you're aware of this guy? He goes, oh, yeah. He said, I donated so I thought, oh, okay. Well, I go to the GoFundMe page, and I take a look at it, and there's there's Richie Mack's name. He donated two hundred and fifty bucks. This GoFundMe fundraiser has been operating for a little less than twenty four hours. Now they put a goal out there of fifty thousand dollars, which is probably eh, roughly about maybe ten grand less than what the man would normally make doing his regular cop duties out there at SeaTac. Well, it's up to $269,224, and it's got no signs of slowing down or stopping. 8,000 donors, 47,000 shares, 8,000 followers, and this thing is just rolling. Why? Because of what the man said. And he correctly, if, if, if you remember the video, folks, what did he say? He said, my agency does not like this. Agency? This is a non-constitutional construct, throw up the PD, the corporate coffer, keystone cop kind of thing. I don't think, <laughs> Richie said to me, he says, I don't think he's going to have a problem getting a job uh, with any constitutional sheriff out there and which I think he's right I think he's absolutely right but folks think about this now 200 well let me let me hit the refresh it might have already climbed in this short amount of time I've been talking yeah it did 270,000 plus okay now You've heard me say this about firefighters and police. Now the first responders, you've been seeing the commercials. Oh, the COVID-19 are frontline warriors. Excuse me? And you've heard me say, because a, a firefighter runs into a burning house, risking his own life to save life and limb, people, pets, whatever. That's their job. That's what they signed up for. This isn't some extracurricular activity that you get hazard paid for. No, it's not. This is your job. Now, did this man put him his, his livelihood in jeopardy? <laughs> yeah, safe to say that's a true statement. And he is the exception rather than the rule. And when I was growing up, ladies and gentlemen... Cops out there, it was the rogue cop. It was the bad guy. It was the guy that was taking kickbacks or looking the other way in drug operations or whatever the case may be. That was the exception and not the rule. We've got some big problems in this country. And this one guy, he knows what's going on. Although he did not say the words militia, 
when he was referring to the American people, and you had better watch it because they're going to be ten times more fierce guarding their constitutional republic than anything that you guys have ever been in a war theater. These people are going to be ten times more fierce because they're fighting for something. And he was absolutely right. Now, the word we have is the Governor Inslee has pretty much axed this guy. Okay. Well, I don't know where the where the funds are going to stop, but he's already got roughly uh, five years' uh, salary that's been donated to him. To him and his wife, Jenny, and his three kids. For doing what I would hope that more and more and more police officers... Folks, God, years ago, when Janet Reno and Bill Clinton were making noises about taking the guns, that's when the militias in this country cropped up and membership was going hand over fist. People were joining the unorganized militia because we all recognize that Second Amendment is truly the teeth of our liberty. Those firearms gone, There's no self-protection. There's nothing to stand between you and a tyrannical police state that just wants to have their way. And I would go and I would see the watch commanders and the captains and lieutenants and the sergeants. I would walk into their police departments behind locked doors. I remember walking into Garden City. I walked through so many jail bars to sit down to talk to this guy the thought did occur to me that I may not get out of here in the conversation I had with him his response after I got done well I'm only a few years from retirement I'm not going to rock the boat I'm just going to retire what you're, 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 you're going to do what but I've gone to any length. I've gone in places that angels would fear to tread. I didn't care because I knew I was right. And if it meant something bad happened happening to me because I was doing the right thing, well, then so be it. I wasn't looking for any attaboys. I wasn't looking for any medals. What I was looking for was good men that would stand with other good men in the defense of the republic. Now it's starting to happen. Not as fast as I'd like to see it happen, of course. But it's it's starting to happen. Uh, let me go to the story out of New York. <laughs> New York Police Association is blasting social distancing and enforcement duties, and they're saying politicians are behind it. Ah, great. Okay, I I thought this was a video, and it just gives you the screen wipes with a bunch of fancy pictures. Okay, forget that. A major New York police union is facing off with local and state politicians over directives to strongly enforce social distancing protocol amid the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. New York City Police Benevolent Association slammed the cowards, quote-unquote, in charge of local and 
state public health policies in an official statement last week announcing the New York Police Department officers it represents will no longer be made the face of social distancing enforcement, which the union claims has left uh, communities no safer physically and further erode the public trust, to say nothing of the frontal assault on the state and federal constitution. This situation is untenable, PBA President Patrick J. Lynch wrote, The NYPD needs to get cops out of the social distancing enforcement business altogether. The cowards who run this city have given us nothing but vague guidelines and mixed messages. Notice the choice of words here. The cowards who run this city have given us nothing but vague guidelines and mixed messages, leaving the cops on the street corners to fend for ourselves. Still quoting, meanwhile, those same politicians are still watering down our laws, releasing real criminals, and discouraging proactive enforcement of fair evasion and quality of life issues. As a result, our subways are in chaos, and we have hero nurses getting mugged on their way to our hospitals. As the weather heats up and the pandemic continues to unravel our social fabric, police officers should not or I'm sorry, the officers should be allowed to focus on our core public safety mission. If we don't, the city will fall apart right before our very eyes. And he's absolutely right. Um, I don't think Clyde really has a good feeling out there of the pushback that's going on. Against governors and the state politicians. It is growing by the day. And and again, folks, remember what I said here, that we already had a weakened economy. If you were listening to MSNBC or ABC or CBS or even Fox News, hey, the economy's great. Look, 3.5% unemployment. Isn't this wonderful? There's more blacks back to work and Hispanics than there's ever been to work. And this was all cockamamie lies. They were all lies. Then we do the pandemic, destroying what is left of this economy. And it's not coming back, folks. The new normal that they speak of, they fully believe that they're going to be able to wring this COVID-19 virus out to the satisfaction of their masters. And what they're going to leave us is a hollowed-out country, deep in debt, No economic anything. There's not going to be anything generated out here. Nothing. The time has come, I do believe, for you to start thinking in terms of what may come next in this country. This is why you've heard me over the last several months, much to the chagrin of some listeners out there, that I've said, you know what? We're going to need help from the people that are now occupying the seats in the matrix right now. If we do not, if we do not, we are going to be isolated and ground into dust, killed off, doesn't matter, starved out, doesn't matter. We will no longer have a viable 
economy, the social fabric, what's left of it in this country, will be totally gone. It's already threadbare. It will all be gone. They screwed up, though. They screwed up. They didn't already have their health care in place, which would have been given us the mandate on the pandemic that you've got to take these vaccines. Otherwise, guess what? Your health care may be cut off. You may be fined. You may even be jailed. You're a danger to the rest of society. How dare you, Typhoid Mary, put other lives in danger? You can just hear it yourself, can't you? And then when the majority of the people figured out what had gone wrong, they were hoping that the guns would already be taken out of the hands of us, the American people. The true basis and point of our government, we the people. They're not going to stop with this until until people get mad enough to storm the Bastille and start dragging these people out in the streets? Or they or they step up to go, and then they cross that Rubicon where they start physically going after individual citizens in this country with prejudice. You do that. We will see United Nations troops on the streets of America, which a lot of you old farts out there said that you'd wait till you saw the blue helmets on the street. Well, guess what? You will within your lifetime. You're not going to get out of here. Not without a taste of this, a bitter taste of this. And folks, there's a lot of people hanging on by a, a, the slimmest of, of hopes for the future of this country. I liken it to one small candle in a very, very, very large blackened room. Just a flicker of light, a flicker of hope. But sometimes, that's all you need, is a little bit of hope and some manpower and the will to stand up, one of God's creatures, and declare your independence. Declare that you're not a subject Declare that your life is your own and you can live it how you see fit, not by some dictating moronic bureaucrat. This is coming to a head, folks. Are you ready? This is why I'm really shocked that more people have not replied to Dan Sutterfield on Front Sight. You still have time to get trained up. And we're offering a two for one. Instead of a thousand bucks for two people, two people can go for five hundred bucks. Take all the training that you can handle, go as far as you want to. And after you get done with that training, you're going to be on par with some pretty um, formidable people. This is not a joke. And we didn't do it. We're not the anti-government, we're very pro-government, lawful constitutional government. Not you assets with your newfound, new normal democracy. 
Did you know that you can be tracked and traced when you're online? With identity theft and cybercrimes on the rise, your passwords, your identity, and even your physical location can be revealed to complete strangers. Would you like to surf the Internet anonymously and not have to worry about these threats? Well, now you can by visiting PatriotInternet.com. For about $2 per month, PatriotInternet.com will conceal your IP address and your physical location, allowing you to browse the web, send emails, and instant message anonymously. PatriotInternet.com will bypass filters, block sites, and keyword blocking. You can also bypass logging by your router and your ISP. With PatriotInternet.com, there is no software to install and uses 128-bit encryption for your protection. When using wireless hotspots, PatriotInternet.com shields your information from identity thieves and is compatible with Windows, Mac, and Linux. Protect your identity and your freedom with anonymous Internet access from PatriotInternet.com. Visit PatriotInternet.com today. As a listener of RBN, you're surely concerned about being informed and being ready for whatever may come. Please consider the following questionnaire as a soul-jarring wake-up call. If you answer no to more than two of these following questions, you probably aren't going to make it through any major disruption in our country. The questions were compiled by people that have been there. Are you really ready? Do you own your own firearm for the primary defense and protection of you and your loved ones? Have you ever been professionally trained to stand against life-threatening behavior? Have you ever practiced enough to fire 500 rounds during a two- to four-day time frame, day and night? Can you load, unload, fire, and clear a jam in total darkness? Have all the adults in your household been professionally trained? Are you, life and death, comfortable with your abilities with pistol, revolver, shotgun, and rifle? Are you aware that everything that you do to prepare for an emergency is a waste of time, money, and energy? If you haven't owned your abilities to their highest level to protect and keep what you have, do you have the repair parts that will most likely be needed for each of your firearm, and do you have the ability to install those parts? Could you completely clean every firearm you own? Are you aware that your body won't go where your mind hasn't been? In other words, without proper training, followed by regular practice, you probably will not win a gunfight. Well, how did you measure up? Take the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to start correcting your deficiencies by receiving your Commander Lifetime Membership with Front Sight Firearms Training Facility. A one-time donation to RBN for $500 will give you a Commander Lifetime Membership at Front Sight as a tremendously huge thank-you bonus. See details on RBN's webpage to make it happen. The clock is ticking. You had better be ready before it happens. You're tuned in to the National Intel Report, the real talk radio show, only on the Republic Broadcasting Network. back where did that come from oh please put that uh put that in the forefront that's not bad i like that ed in utah go ahead ed yeah uh john i really uh, appreciate you having clyde lewis on just to let you know if i missed the very first part that uh the station that you did an interview on in salt lake city uh the other week uh that's where he got his start at k-talk Mm-hmm. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
full circle. Yeah, that was a good interview you did, by the way, uh, with uh, locally on Talk to John. Um, also, I appreciate you posting what I sent in there concerning the uh, thing out in Fresno, California, there at the Waffle Shop. And uh, your comment there that maybe not everybody is uh, queuing in to the revolt that's building is it dawned on me uh, uh, that I just kind of by fluke came across that story myself uh, by the Fresno Bee that there is uprising here and there. People need to realize it's not all liberal throughout the state of California. You have your uh, heavy liberal indoctrinated areas, but you have the Okies and Arkies that built the Central Valley of California right at Modesto, Fresno, and what have you. So the, uh, the pushback is in pockets. Just like in uh, uh, Washington there uh, with uh, uh, Greg Anderson. I appreciate you posting that story. Um, yeah, just like I had said the other week on your uh, show uh, locally, uh, John, you are uh, very much an RBN, the, the, uh, the spear tip of all of this. And uh, there are other supporting cast giving out good stuff, but you are uh, have been leading the charge since the militia days of the early 90s. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, can I ask you to define something, John? Sure. Um, you, yeah, you brought up that we may need some help in the matrix. Um, I have been attesting to how we were very fortunate to have Limbaugh for the last six weeks after he came out of chemotherapy. Uh, and some say they were trying to kill him with that. Um, and he's sounding a whole lot better that he's uh, kind of going homeopathic, let's hope. But anyway, are you referring to people like Laura Ingram, Tucker, and, uh, and uh, Limbaugh and a few in the uh, neocon or conservative realm uh, uh, supporting this fight? Is that what you meant by help from the Matrix, John? No, not the media. Not from the likes of uh, Sean Hannity or even Rush Limbaugh. Not Lim- him, no. No, not, not even Rush Limbaugh, even though Rush Limbaugh is a conservative, okay? Um, no, what I'm talking about is people like Greg Anderson. I'm talking about people wow. within the ranks of our own military, within the ranks of our own National Guard. They need to step I see. they need to step away from this system because this system is ready to drop the hammer. Yep. Yep. And if they yep. realize and, uh, this this is why I brought up with Clyde Lewis. I was trying to stress mm-hmm. to him that this information this patriotism, the true history of our country, the reason why the Constitution and the Bill of Rights is there, this whole form of government that we're all supposed to be a part of, we have allowed the social communists to come in and sully up the arguments. We have allowed way too much. But but I must say this, that I am encouraged by people like Greg Anderson. I know that there are people out there like that. And we're going to need more of them. If we go yes. toe-to-toe with one of the best-funded and best-equipped militaries on the face of this planet, we're going to lose. Yeah, yeah. This is why no, I've been... And, and again, this is why I have been stressing front sight. There's a lot of people out there that think that, oh, I don't need to do that. I'm a hunter. I go hunting every year. I can hit anything, you know, half a mile off with my .30-06. Okay, that's fine. Uh, If you find yourself in a situation of multiple shooters and you're the only one left, 
Are you going to be able to walk away from that scenario? How many shots can you get out of your 30-odd six if you've got six guys armed and coming towards you? This is what I'm asking people, and I'm, te- I'm telling them, you park your inflated ego. You take a look at your own capabilities and imagine the worst-case scenario and tell me that you're going to survive it. And the people that take this training, just as the Green Berets were in Vietnam, that cadre was sent in there to do what? To teach the South Vietnamese, in short order, how to arm up and fight. This is what we're going to need in this country as well if it comes down to it. Hell, even Anderson said, look, there's going to be blood in the streets if y'all don't stop this. And he is exactly right. Absolutely, John. And for me, it's a matter of scheduling as far as Nevada goes. Uh, You have gotten through to me on that. Um, I really appreciate all your ads. That's what they were meant to do. And uh, I'll be uh, making arrangements. And uh, you're right about Anderson, and I do think it's going to come down to bloodshed. And I, I know you've been trying to avert it, uh, but, you know, it, just like Samuel Adams said, it does not take a majority to prevail, but rather an irate, tireless minority, keen to set brush fires in the people's minds. That time has come. COVID is just like Pompeii's live exercise. It's here. Uh, it's not a dress rehearsal. I think that would have dropped a month ago. These people mean business. We need to mean business. And, John, thank you for, for um, uh, keeping the troops going here. Absolutely, sir. My pleasure. My thank duty you. to my country. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue, and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed, and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. Is the Second Amendment your line in the sand? Is the United States Constitution important to you? Are you worried about gun confiscation? You need to join us for free at gunconfiscation.com. At gunconfiscation.com, you will meet like-minded patriots, get the latest Second Amendment news, and find anything you need to prepare for gun confiscation. Visit gunconfiscation.com today. That's gunconfiscation.com. Which side are you on? Talk Right, the conservative app offered by TalkStream Live that caters exclusively to the conservative talk radio community. Here you'll see only talk shows and podcasts from the conservative right. All the big broadcast names and online digital shows in one place. Talk Right makes it easy to find all your favorite conservative talkers with all the upscale features you come to expect from TalkStream Live. 
Keep up with the fast-paced political world. Download Talk Right today from Google Play or the App Store. It happens more often than we can imagine. In my case, I was sitting at home, and out of nowhere, I just started feeling uncomfortable. Then it got worse, and I started perspiring. I tried to ignore it, but I waited too long. The chest pain came as we were driving to the hospital emergency. I felt my life clock begin to tick. I barely survived. There was lots of damage done to my heart. What do I do now? I was lucky. I took a leap of faith and tried a seven-herb formula with hawthorn, garlic, cayenne, and more called Extendivite. Herbs have been used for thousands of years to keep us healthy. If you're not using Extendivite as a preventative supplement, maybe it's time to start. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. for the power-grabbing COVID cabal politicians. We are not in this together. It is you against us, and every day you deepen the divide without a scintilla of proof or truth. You decided that the coronavirus would kill more than 2 million Americans, and now we all know that was false. Yet, armed with your false and bloated figures, you destroyed our jobs. You locked us in our homes. You took the food out of our mouths and you destroyed our economy. You made us and our children wear your mandated masks and forbade us from even talking to each other. You, the politicians, treated us like disease-ridden vermin while you postured and preened in front of the cameras. Oh, we've tried to be nice about it, but you have taken our kindness for weakness and imposed even more of your cruel and oppressive dictates. You, the power-hungry politicians, put America under house arrest, and now we are coming out. We are taking off your masks, and we are taking back our rights. So now hear this. From this day forward, we are standing up and fighting back, and we are making America once again the land of the free and the home of the brave. Because despite all of your political posturing and power grabbing, we are not in this together. This one hit close to home. Let me do the background story on this. From This Can't Be Happening. Uh, The only news organization in the U.S. to be labeled as a threat by the Department of Homeland Security. Well, I've not seen the list. If I'm not there, I'm not doing my job. U.S. wants release of two Special Forces veterans who led failed coup invasion of Venezuela. Dave Lindorf did the story several days ago. And I've been not debating, but picking the right time to bring the rest of the story to light. 
Imperial overreach was on full display this week as the U.S. government demanded that a pair of U.S. citizens, former Special Forces soldiers, leading a 60-man invasion of Venezuela with the goal of fomenting a coup and or capturing or killing that country's elected president, be released from arrest and returned to the U.S. Now, let me just state this. This, yeah, they might have tried to start a coup, but yeah. The official version from the United States, oh, well, we wanted to bring him back to this country for trial. Yeah. Bad enough that the U.S. almost certainly knew in advance about this invasion, which involved multiple simultaneous border crossings and beach landings by mercenary forces, many of them reportedly sketchy former Venezuelan soldiers involved in the drug trade, who were on the payroll as soldiers for hire, but... How about the gall to also claim that when the effort fails, the intended victim of the coup, Venezuela, has no legitimate right to punish the perpetrators but must release them to their home country, the U.S., a country that has for years been trying to oust Venezuela's elected government. Now, this story, to the extent that it gets any play, is being presented in much of the U.S. media as all about the safety of those two U.S. mercenaries along with AP reporter Joshua Goodman, has written an excellent investigative report suggesting that the coup attempt was really half-baked operation doomed to failure from the start by hubris and incompetence on the part of its planners. But let's just for a moment turn the situation around. Imagine, if you will, how the U.S. government would react and how the American public would respond if a group of heavily armed mercenaries funded by some foreign power say Venezuela, for instance, uh, were caught trying to invade U.S. shores to foment a coup and perhaps capture or kill the U.S. president. Hmm. Well, I'm certain that there would be immediate calls from Congress for an attack on the home country of those mercenaries, likely the launching of a bunch of Tomahawk missiles and a few airstrikes on military bases, etc., etc. I just refer you back to the Middle East. Any number of scenarios. There would be demonstrations in the street by Americans clamoring for more serious consequences. Now imagine now if the government of the country of origin of those had plotted against the U.S. were to further suggest it would use every tool available to try to get the captured mercenaries back safely to their home country's soil. A statement that carries a not-so-subtle threat of military or terrorist action. The U.S. would likely to declare an all-out war at that point. This imagined scenario, however, is precisely what U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has done, threatening publicly to use every tool available to get the two American mercenaries back from Venezuela, the current uh, bipartisan foreign policy establishment. Now, what, what do we know at this point about this bizarre plot by a few dozen armed mercenaries to form a coup against Venezuela President Maduro? According to Stars and Stripe, a newspaper published for U.S. active duty military personnel, both of the captured Americans, identified as Aaron Barry and Luke Denham, were former Green Beret Special Forces soldiers who served in Iraq and Afghanistan. Head of the Silver Corp USA, a shady Melbourne, Florida-based private security firm founded in 2018, which provides no information about its management or backers, The claims uh, to have organized and funded the botched coup attempt called Operation Gideon. 
Now, Silver Corp's promotional website says, uh, Silver Corp USA was founded with one purpose in mind. We provide governments and corporations with realistic and timely solutions to irregular problems. An accompanying video shows men, including uh, Gordeau, uh, in heavily bulletproof military uniforms, heavily armed, riding ATVs in desert terrain, making group parachute jumps and firing weapons at purported enemies. One thing is clear. Gordreau and his company, Silver Corp, are in this for the money, so some entity with deep pockets obviously was underwriting this aborted invasion. Now, given Silver Corp's owner and the leaders assigned to the action, all of them U.S. Special Forces veterans, the prime suspect, I would suggest, would be the U.S. and probably the CIA, for which U.S. Special Forces of various branches of the military are effectively a private army for secret ops. In fact, instead of focusing on the fate of the two American mercenaries in Venezuelan custody, Journalists and American public, not to mention members of Congress, should be demanding to know whether the U.S. was behind the latest crackpot scheme to overthrow a foreign government. If it was the work of the U.S. government, as Venezuela is claiming, we should be in the streets protesting this violation of national sovereignty. If this was, as Gordreau of Silvercorp is claiming a freelance effort, then the U.S. should be filing charges against him and his company against the Americans being held in Caracas under the Logan Act, Section 18 USCA 953 of 1948 of the Code enacted in 1799. It is illegal for any U.S. citizen to commence or carry on any correspondence or intercourse with any foreign government of any officer or agent thereof with the intent to influence the measures of conduct of any foreign government or any officer or agent thereof in relation to any disputes or controversies with the United States. Venezuelan authorities claim 60 people, including Venezuelan military deserters, were involved in this plot and that all involved were either captured or, in this case, of eight men killed. The Venezuelan government is claiming that the incident was a U.S. operation that was supposed to appear to be run by the U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency. The U.S. has indicated Maduro and several other Venezuelan officials and military leaders as narco-terrorists. Now, I'm not going to bother with the rest of this story, because what is of particular interest to me is the two that um, the United States government says, hey, you know, we need these guys back on U.S. soil. Okay. Well, one of those guys was Luke Denham, former Green Beret. Denham, brother of Dan Denham, Denman, whatever. They used to be a board op for this operator for a number of years. And I quite frankly, I'm surprised that I didn't get a... I haven't gotten a knock on the door yet. Strikes pretty close to home, don't you think? But yet, crickets. Nothing. Not that... Uh, I, I said Dan. Sam. Sam Denham is the guy who worked for us. Nothing. Crickets. So I've held off on that story until the right time, and today was, yeah, the right time.
Dan in Texas. Hello, Dan. John, how are you today? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Tongue-in-cheek comment. Oh, first, before I forget, coming out of your break, that uh, clip you played with the lady saying we're not in this together. Yeah. Uh, are there anywhere I can get a copy of that? Uh, I mean, did that come off of YouTube? or? Well, uh, just give me a second here. And uh, we will have it posted on our website. How's that? And then my tongue-in-cheek comment, John. <laughs> you mentioned earlier uh, going toe-to-toe with this uh, well-funded military apparatus and mm-hmm. you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. I would remind you that 19 years ago, 19 Arabs from a cave with a laptop computer overcame a multi-trillion dollar intelligence and military industrial complex apparatus. Now, we all believe that, don't we? This is a little different scenario. Here are the Lord Masters, or so they think. These are, these are not the sock puppets. The, this is the New World Order. This is the core that needs this country destroyed, and they're willing and able to take any measure in which to accomplish that task. little different footing, I would, I would think. Oh, I understand, John. I was just, uh, it was tongue-in-cheek, uh-huh. uh, because we all know that 9-11 was an inside job, and uh, that 19 Arabs from a cave with a laptop computer, did not accomplish what they accomplished on 9-11, with box cutters, of course. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, you know, my... So it was just meant as tongue-in-cheek. Well, it is now... Thank you, John. Y'all it, have a good evening. It is now posted up on the website. We are not in this together. Okay. So there you go. By the way, how's the economy doing? <laughs> let me let me back up here. Um, yeah, God. I, it, it, this is like living in a, a a waking nightmare. This really is. They screwed up, though. I mean, they didn't get the guns. Just had Trudeau in Canada a couple of Fridays ago. Well. I don't know where a prime minister of the country thinks he has the authority to just ban 1,500 weapons all by himself, not through any legislative actions. This is another, this is from Tyler Durden. Pan, uh, the perfect storm, cord cutting erupts in pandemic as pay TV crumbles. Now this, this is a reflection of people in their pocketbooks and what they're considering to be essential and what isn't. Netflix and quarantine has been made famous by the pandemic as cord cutting erupts in the first quarter. Millions of people were confined to their homes in March as the fast-spreading virus terrorized the nation. Many folks, some of which lost their jobs, cut traditional cable and satellite TV at record speeds. At the same time, streaming TV also recorded a net loss in the very same period. 
And this is even reported by Variety. Craig Moffat of Moffat Nathanson said cord cutting accelerated in the first quarter and continued into the second quarter as he believes virus-related shutdowns triggering an economic downturn has forced consumers to become more frugal, resulting in trimming expensive pay TV service. Moffat's latest research notes that um, it was a combination of high prices, economic devastation, along with the loss of live sports and other events, which led to the estimate of 1.8 million pay TV subscribers dropping their service in just the first quarter. At 63% of occupied households, traditional pay TV penetration has reached a level not previously seen since roughly 1995. There are now as many non-subscribing households, 46 million, as there were pay TV subscribers in 1988. In a separate report, UBS securities analyst John Hudelik said the virus outbreak is creating a perfect storm of cord cutting. Yeah. I bet that it is. I bet that it is. John in Michigan. Hello, John. John, great to hear your voice always. Thank you. And, uh, I'm in northern Michigan. It's sunny. And we haven't had chemtrails since March 13th. Now, isn't that so, amazing? No wonder why that is. Well, I'm assuming that since people have more time on their hands, they might look up at the sky instead of looking down the road and see that there's air traffic and who's in the who's doing that would be the question I would think they would be asking. Uh, we do have enough aluminum already in our systems for their system to really knock us out, according to your friend V, mm-hmm. the one that lives, I think, in... Holman, mm-hmm. he brought that up one time with an interview with you, and uh, they just need the frequencies to really uh, affect us. So, considering a new bioweapon, well, that could be their new, their next weapon, is the frequency uh, annihilation. But, uh, that's just a conspiracy, though. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, but uh, no, the sky blue. Up here, and uh, it was never that way since 1998. I've been observing that for that long, and I work outdoors, so I notice it. And uh, um, I don't know what their agenda is. I heard out on the northern west coast they're still uh, using a lot of uh, the spraying program, but that was just from one, you know, one area. It would be nice to hear from people that could report around the country in the world if they're noticing the same thing in the sky. Yeah. All right, John. Because it, it, well, one more thing. Uh, Canada is owned by the Queen of England, just like Australia. So that's probably why he got away with uh, taking those guns out. Well, until the Canadian citizens themselves figure out that their government is not for them and they take out Mr. Trudeau, take him out of office. All right, John. That'll hey. be interesting. Yeah, God it bless. Will be. Thank God you. Bless. Appreciate your call. Um, two things here quickly. Club of Rome calls for green reboot after pandemic. Well, 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 well. What do you know about that? The new normal? 
The writers state that we can use science to design economies that will mitigate the threats of climate change, biodiversity loss, and pandemics. In fact, science has already designed such a system, and it's called technocracy, also known as sustainable development. The COVID-19 coronavirus has forced entire countries into lockdown mode, terrified citizens around the world, and triggered a financial market meltdown. The pandemic demands a forceful, immediate response, but in managing the crisis, governments also must look to the long term. One prominent policy blueprint itself with a deep time horizon is the European Commission European Green Deal, which offers several ways to support the communities and businesses most at risk from the current crisis. COVID-19 reflects a broader trend. More planetary crises are coming. If we muddle through each new crisis while maintaining the same economic model that got us here, future shocks will eventually exceed the capacity of governments, financial institutions, and the corporate crisis managers to respond. Indeed, the corona crisis has already done so. The Club of Rome issued a similar warning in its famous 1972 book, The Limits to Growth, and again in Beyond the Limits, a 1992 book by the lead author of that earlier report, Danella Meadows. As Meadows warned back then, humanity's future will be defined not by a single emergency, but by many separate yet related crises stemming from our failure to live sustainably. By using the Earth's resources faster than we can, uh, they can be restored, and by releasing waste and pollutants faster than they can be absorbed, we have long been setting ourselves up for disaster. And it goes on. I'm not going to bother because this is a pro-New World Order piece. you probably already determined that on your own. The technocracy news had to put their, and I'm glad they put their two cents on that story. Now, we look to Rome here. And what is our Pope up to? By the way, uh, while I'm bringing that up, Stake and Shake is declaring bankruptcy. They're permanently closing 51 restaurants, continuing the chain's dangerous downward spiral toward bankruptcy. And this problem started before January of this year, but this exacerbated it. They're going into bankruptcy, and I'll tell you what did them in in sales before that. It was the economy that was doing it. All right, where are you, Pope on a rope? Let me find you. (laughs) Give me one second here, folks. Here we go. Pope Francis goes full fascist on us, pushes universal basic income, a strategy to enslave the world under government tyranny. Uh, Anybody want to see this guy meet his maker faster than he may want to? Pope on a rope. On Easter Sunday, Pope Francis, the head of the Roman Catholic Church, didn't celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. No, instead, he preached about universal basic income, encouraging governments of the world to widely adopt it for the betterment of humanity. 
In a letter he wrote to members of various social activist groups, Francis stressed that a big part of his mission in this world is to advance a hybrid form of communist socialism that would ensure a steady stream of fiat currency to those who have no steady income. I know that you have been excluded from the benefits of globalization, Francis wrote. You do not enjoy the superficial pleasures that anesthetize so many consciences, yet you always suffer from the harm they produce. The ills that afflict everyone hit you twice as hard. Francis specifically named street vendors, recyclers, carnies, small farmers, construction workers, dressmakers, and different kinds of caregivers as types of people he believed deserve UBI. Giving those people free money would acknowledge and dignify the noble, essential task you carry out. It would ensure that you concretely achieve the ideal at once so human and so Christian of no workers without rights. That is your Pope in Rome. Kind of jumping off the Jesus page, isn't he? And now he's into the globalist New World Order. Any any doubt about that? I have none. Chris in Las Vegas. Hello, Chris. We only got a couple of minutes left. Sorry for calling late, John, but there's a, a new video up on YouTube today called Kill Bill Gates of Hell. And in particular, at 1526, 1515, and 1810, there's some very intriguing photos and visuals, including uh, a group of uh, masked, Officials of government, uh, Donald Trump has a Lone Ranger mask on. At 1810, it shows a picture of Bill, uh, of uh, Dr. Falsy or Falsy or Faustus with his father, who was the inventor of the Spanish flu. And they bear a striking, substantial similarity. And uh, 1526 shows Bill Gates. I think in about 1963, if I remember the year, he's dressed as a girl at some school, and <laughs> it is most curious, I must say, and worthy of some entertainment value for those who want to take a look at it. The whole video is pretty expository, though. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something, Chris. I think Bill Gates is starting to figure out he has been the billionaire uh, that's getting thrown under the bus. I, don't I think, think he's probably the New World Order's whipping boy that's been set up to take the fall and perhaps a very close associate of George Soros, a.k.a. Georgie Schwartz, yeah. and, of course, others yeah. of the New yeah. World okay. Order. Okay, I'm crowded for time, Chris. Thank you for your call. Folks, don't forget the offer on Front Sight, the two-for-one deal. Please, ladies and gentlemen, support this network. We need it now more than ever lied to by mass media it's growing more and more apparent today that news is received less and less through standard media outlets even with a growing audience every day rbn is beginning to direct more efforts into social media social media and the use of the internet is fast becoming the primary source of people for news regardless of demographic rbn has set out to provide some of the best news on the internet through republicbroadcasting.org 
and also has begun to use the tools to our advantage by way of social media. Republic Broadcasting is now operating a Facebook page to function as yet another avenue to have our collective voice reach new audiences across not only America, but across the globe as well. The Facebook page features not only news, but also an RBN player to listen to our broadcast. Get involved by visiting Facebook.com slash Republic Broadcasting and liking our page and share it with your friends and family because you can handle the truth. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network. <laughs> 